I am deep inside. Someone likes to build stuff, hardware, software, technology, uh, etc. I learned over the years that the best way to build something is with a kick-ass team around you and a business around you. So I, for me, it was very natural to evolve from a technologist to someone who can scale his thoughts and, and ideas with an amazing team and turn it into a, a business that has scale and the opportunity to go big. So yes, to me, it was natural, uh, but that's my personal journey. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leumitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Opus Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders, meet Amir Oran, the CEO of Sysense. Amir is Sysense CEO and Chairman of the Board, focusing on infusing analytics and business intelligence in every application and every user. Amir has led startups to become industry leaders with hundreds of millions in revenue and multiple M&As. He is a serial entrepreneur specializing in growing big data and cybersecurity businesses with over 25 years of experience as a leader in these fields. During his previous tenure at Nice Actimize, he grew the business 10x to a $200 million revenue run rate. Previously, he was co-founder of Sayoda, which he sold to RSA Security. He lives in New York, father of three, holds an MBA from Columbia University, and has been acknowledged as a top 50 SaaS CEO. All right, Amir Orad, welcome to 20 Minute Leaders all the way from New York. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining here, Amir. Um, wow, <laughs> an incredible journey. I'm, I'm going to get so tired just from reading this incredible uh, journey that you're on, but just, you know, basic highlights which and that just simplify the this incredible journey that you have uh, from being the co-founder and executive vice president of product and chief marketing officer of Sayota uh, acquired by RSA security for uh, over a hundred million dollars 145 million dollars to be exact and then CEO of nice Actimize uh, with the 200 million dollars of revenue run rate and now CEO of Sysense talking about analytics and AI and talking about this transition from cyber to analytics and AI and, and how they're sort of converging, if they're converging. And, and I'm excited to talk to you about what it means to be a serial entrepreneur in your mind and continuing to work so freaking hard, even though you've done so much. And, and I want to get into your brain with that. So Amir, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Excited to be here. <laughs> thank you. Who are you, Amir? I just said, you know, this, the crazy shopping list of things you've done, but, but who in essence is Amir Orad? Yeah, I'm a, it, it, it's quite simple. I'm a, a geek, kind of deep inside, I'm a geek that played with computers since I was a child. Back then, that was Commodore 64, Basic, Assembly, Pascal, C, C++, Journey. Um, that led me to become a, I don't know, today you'll call it a hacker, back then you'd call it a, a whiz kid, whatever you call it, playing with technology before it was a, a common thing using the internet when it was Usenet and Gopher and whatever you call it back then, BBSs, that led me to be identified by 8200 in Israel and spent six years building really cutting-edge technology around uh, data, cyber, analytics, security, uh, and many other things. 
and I just have to say I, that, I uh, you know, today a lot of people are, are dealing with cyber, but you were doing that within the IDF at a time where cyber didn't really exist in the world. It was, you know, pretty much as, as internet yeah, yeah. was this breaking was out. 90, this was 1994, 1995. No one had a clue what right. we were talking about. This was ahead of its time. We created or put the railroads or the foundation for what today is common in, in you know, every organization out there both in terms of cyber and in terms of data and analytics. And again, it was an opportunity of a lifetime, really. I, I would, in a heartbeat, return to do it. I spent six years doing it um, and you know, close, finishing a degree in parallel because I kind of knew computer science by then. Uh, and the day I left, this was uh, the end of 1999, early 2000, there's only one thing you do as a technologist in that time, and that is start a company. So I became a co-founder of a company called Sayota that was initially in the payments and anti-fraud space and then became a cybersecurity company, uh, built an amazing technology for authentication. Every day, Michael, you use what we invented. It's called risk-based authentication. It's what you use to log into Google or Facebook or Bank of America. That is that you log in and you get a text message saying, this is a strange activity. Put your code in here. And it's really a two-factor authentication done dynamically based on a risk profile using analytics. So it was a SaaS company, a cyber company, an analytics company in the year 2000 before those things were a thing. And today everyone uses them. Um, spent seven years leading product, delivery, marketing, and so on in that company. Uh, sold it to RSA Security, as you said, for over 100 mil, which back in the day was probably like a unicorn these days. And um, then I moved to my second startup. I joined it early on. I was not a founder. But I, I mean, I want to I want to stop you for a second and ask. Yeah. You mentioned that it was a trivial, almost a trivial thing that you go out of and uh, after the work that you've done and start a company. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to understand, are you a geek? Are you an entrepreneur? You know, today you're leading almost a thousand people, maybe even more with Sysense. It doesn't, you know, is it really, was it really a trivial decision to go and start a company? Uh, I am deep inside. Someone likes to build stuff, hardware, software, technology, uh, etc. I learned over the years that the best way to build something is with a kick-ass team around you and a business around you. So I, for me, it was very natural to evolve from a technologist to someone who can scale his thoughts and, and ideas with an amazing team and turn it into a business that has scale and the opportunity to go big. So yes, to me, it was natural, uh, but that's my personal journey. And that's why company number two, I didn't feel the need to be the founder. I joined an amazing team and, and built it to the next level, all the way to a $200 million financial crime and risk management company. Again, using deep analytics to make decisions, this time not for online security, but for fraud and money laundering and market abuse and insider trading, that became part of Nice System. It's today the, the fastest growing business within Nice System, a, a very large public company. Uh, so I spent eight, nine years doing that and you know getting to about 100,000 people. And it was exciting. It was really amazing uh, to do. And then after a short break, I started number three. By the way, the number of my kids, I have as many kids as I have startups by now, three kids, three startups. And I joined Sysense 
And the reason I joined SciSense was that I built my own analytics and AI technology at company number one and company number two. And when I met the SciSense team, I realized here we can build a platform that lets anyone build analytics in their products in an easy way and embed them in their products and business. So I joined SciSense early on. That was seven years ago. It was a single-digit revenue company. Where today we just announced over 140 million dollars revenue company, um, and working with the likes or empowering the likes of, you know, the tech companies of UiPath or Uber or uh, um, Seismic and Outreach, all the way to big corporations like Nasdaq and GE uh, and Instacart, etc. And the beauty is that we are giving those companies similar technology that once upon a time I had to build myself, and now someone can buy a platform and inject it in the cloud on top of their existing product or service they're building. So to me, it was a natural progression and evolution uh, as kind of the cyber and security markets and the analytics markets collided uh, into building a platform that can help others do the same. And here we are, 20 years after. I'm curious to know what will be the the fourth startup, the fourth kid, but uh, but I'll leave that for for post recording. Uh, now, three Amir, is a lot. <laughs> three startups is also a lot. Uh, I I have to ask. You know, you're starting. What you, you first of all, you said something that was really interesting to me. You said, you know, that you realized that the the power the power that you have is to take your geekiness and scale it with a team of kick-ass engineers, right? To, that mindset yeah. of ego aside and taking that same, you know, intrinsic geekiness and motivation, but now empowering a team of really great people to build that with you. What, where did you learn that? Was that the IDF? Was that in your first startup? No, it started already in the IDF, the realization that having a great idea and writing code by yourself is not the the best way to achieve success. And it depends how you define success. If you count the lines of code you write, then you need to be a developer for life. If you look at it as turning a whiteboard image diagram into a established, successful, highly used piece of technology, then it doesn't matter who writes the code. What matters is that you translate an idea into uh, a, te- a working technology. And then when you think about the technology, the only way to get people to use it and turn it from a working technology to something that is vastly used is to build a business around it. So those were kind of the thoughts. And that was my personal evolution from a developer to an R&D leader to a product manager, and then go to market with sales and marketing. Because end of day, to write beautiful code that sits on your hard drive and is not used by anyone, doesn't matter. At least to me, it doesn't matter. It's it's uh, it's not enough. And so that that was my personal evolution, and also learning over time. I actually don't care whose idea is it, as long as I'm in love with it. It's as much as it is mine as someone else. So that was also kind of a maturity curve I went through uh, in my life. A long time ago, it seems you've already realized that uh, you know data is eating the world and that make data-driven yeah. decisions uh, go hand-in-hand hand with the cybersecurity space. Um, you're, you're mentioning that you've, you've built these 
sectors within, you know, as prominent parts of your of your previous businesses. And now you've joined your, the third company, SciSense, that is that is, you know, a world leader in this field. Where do you how do you see these two industries converging? Oh, to me, it's very, very clear. The era of and I recall it, I, I've been there of writing hard coded antivirus signatures and firewall rules and ports opening and closing and watching logs coming out from various systems, that era is gone. Not because of technology innovation, that's the, the way it's gone. It's gone because it doesn't work against the bad guys who are just faster and better than a hard-coded solution. So you have to move into dynamic profiling and automatic creation and you have too much data you can handle as a human being, so you need to build systems to handle it. And that leads naturally to machine learning and AI for both detection and triage and defense and protection. Uh, it's just the, the natural evolution in order to survive and be relevant in this cat and mouse type of uh, field. By the way, it's also happening in medical care. That was an era where you take a doctor with 30 years of experience and that read 10,000 pages in books over his life, her life, and you find out that one AI model is able to run on more cases and read more pages of knowledge than any doctor can do on the planet. And that machine can apparently find, do a better job identifying 99% of the images and symptoms and what have you. So again, in the cat and mouse of fighting diseases or fighting uh, crime, um, it's the only way to do it in scale inefficiently. So I truly believe that and I see it, I've seen it in my journey and I see it in, with Sysense every day with the customers we work with. Now with the companies that you're running, you know, what, something that they have mm -hmm. in common is that they're enablers for other companies to take ownership of their processes you know, work better, yep. understand the world better and, and take whatever offering they have and, and be able to, to serve it in, in, in the most meaningful way and not be, you know, taken back by decisions and by the lack of knowledge. Where is the next mm -hmm. leap in your eyes in what businesses around the world need in order to become better? So right now you're, you're doing perhaps one of the most critical things, which is this, the data, yep. the data yep. question. What, what is left, you know, to help optimize? Wow, everything can be optimized. Everything can be optimized. You see it every day. And you have some cutting edge companies that are ahead of the market and the market will take 20 years to follow. But think about the recommendation systems around you. Think about the automatic healthcare system in some places. Think about COVID accelerating remote learning that can be totally disrupted. Think about what Tesla is doing and how our transportation systems will totally change. Think about Every experience in our life can be optimized. And that optimization will result in interesting things, right? will be higher quality care, education, entertainment, etc. More free time. Uh, you have to fill that free time with something because, that, that, you know, people don't want to be bored. Jobs will change. So that evolution has been going on for, you know, tens of thousands of years from the invention of the wheel, but it's accelerating. And it's impacting now every day of our life. I see it, you know, I have a ring that tracks my sleep and tells me how I can sleep better. 
I would have never thought someone would invent a ring that tells me how I can sleep better. But that's happening right now, and that's a everyday usage. I'm on the board of a company using AI and IoT, a company called Ava, Swiss company, to help women get pregnant without the use of, uh, you know, intrusive techniques or uh, other treatments. And it's amazingly accurate. Over 30,000 babies were born thanks to that AI that wow. personalizes the medical care and the recommendation system to a single individual versus a generic healthcare system dealing with averages and, you know, uh, generic treatments. So I think our entire life is being um, evolved in front of our eyes. Incredible. Not every day that I get to speak to somebody who wakes up and is leading a ship of a thousand people. Uh, what is that like? What, what concerns you as a leader? Because before we're geeking out about Commodore 65 or 64, you see, I'm, I'm too young that I to even know the, the number. Yeah. And we're geeking out about... No, but you know, you know computers, the, there is no 65. There is no 65 itself, of course. But right. we're talking about the Barzelim, right? The, the core yeah. piece of it. And all of a sudden now you're leading this crazy ship. Um, how, how is it? What, what do you have to concern yourself with? You know what you find? That the hardware is really important, but the wetware, as they call it, the humans around it are more important. And as you scale a company, the challenges around culture, around global teams, during COVID about culture drift, which is a real risk as you scale in a, in a virtual reality, the need to focus more and more teams and align them, the need to empower, uh, but still be very, very um, aligned operationally, those are all real challenges. And they're actually more complex than technology because you deal with humans uh, versus robots. You get the advantage of that, which is innovation and thinking outside the box and many other things, but you get the disadvantages that you know humans are very different from each other and helping a large team unite is hard work. It's hard work. Right. Is it, do you feel like you have a grasp on, you know, what's happening in a thousand person company? I imagine when you're leading a team or when you're leading even, you know, two dozen people, you sort of know what's happening, you know, who is it, what was everybody doing? And now I can't imagine that you can even keep track of a third of what's happening in the company. And sort of your role is now to guide everybody and empower everybody to be their own micro leaders, right? Yeah. Um, first, you cannot do it. You need to rely on a very strong leadership team. Second, my personal style, and it doesn't make it the correct style, purely my personal style is to understand the details in a, in a sampled way, right? In a representative way, in order to build the mental image in my head of what's going on. Other people don't do that. They, they you know, do it more high level. I like to connect the details to the high level. It helps me understand and, and uh, really understand what's going on. You never truly know what's going on, right? It's only a, a mental model you build of what's going on. But I believe in a very accessible uh, leadership style that allows people and customers and prospects to talk to me more than other people. I find it helpful for me. And that's how I stay connected with reality. Um, but there's, you know what I learned over the two last 20 years, 25 years? There's no one way to lead 
there's no one way to manage. There's no one correct CEO style. Companies are built around a specific profile of the people and the leaders in them. And many different styles can work as successfully at the end. And that took me some time to understand. I thought there's some ideal, perfect way to do it. There isn't. Right. Inspiration. Where do you get that from? You have to continuously innovate, evolve, inspire others to be their best. Where do you get your own personal inspiration? Number one, family. End of day. Uh, my wife is probably my best role model. Uh, she's amazing. She's built, by the way, two startups and two nonprofits. So I'm, uh, I'm behind everyone. So um, home and the ability to disconnect and be at home. Um, you know, and, and do that switching between the modes. I still play computer games. I love it. You know, different uh, strategy games, civilization and the like that allows me to disconnect and go and build uh, some cities. Um, I love going out and just enjoying life. You know, rock concerts are back now with COVID. I literally bought, you know, almost 12 tickets or 12 different shows I'm wow. going to in the next few months. High energy. I came to Tel Aviv. We had Guns N' Roses just before COVID hit, I think. Uh, it was just before COVID hit. So, yeah. Um, you know, you need I to love it. live hard and work hard, not just one of the two. What? 100%. And I, and I hope to see you at Billy Joel's concert in Madison Square Garden. It will be a, dr <laughs> a dream come true for me. Uh, <laughs> but no, but, but, but really, uh, Amir, thank you so much for, for this time and for, for the inspiration and, you know, for the authenticity behind, you know, the geekiness behind the passion to create impact, uh, the, the intentionality with which you lead and with which you innovate and, and run businesses, the, the egoless approach of saying, you know what, it doesn't have to be my own idea. I, as long as I love the idea, I can put myself on the title aside and I can come in and, and be a part of the team. And, and obviously, time and time again, you're taking these businesses and, and uh, where, they, where you left them is not where uh, you came in. And, uh, and so just thank you for, the, for this time and how busy you are and stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you. Same for you.